Welcome to the Leader in Red podcast, a podcast for millennial women who work the nine to five, want to feel confident in the workplace, lead effectively, and be recognized for their hustle. I'm your host, Natalie Hansford. Make sure to go follow my Instagram page at Leader in Red podcast for some inspiration and real talk. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the pod. Guys, today I have with me a guest, and her name is Larissa, and she is the CEO and founder of Soapbox Moments. Larissa trains and empowers millennials to overcome their fear of public speaking and own the stage. I'm super excited to have her on here and discuss all things public speaking, but specifically about how you guys can become more confident when giving presentations in the workplace. This is something that is super challenging for a lot of people and a lot of people have problems with. And overall, being confident while public speaking is going to help you be a better professional and own any situation that comes your way. Okay, well, welcome, Larissa. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Maybe you can start off by telling the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background. Yeah. So my name is Larissa. As Natalie mentioned, I'm the founder of Soapbox Moments. So essentially, Soapbox Moments is a platform where um, I train and empower people to become more confident in themselves and within their voice as well. Um, I actually work with York University in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I'm a student recruitment officer. So my job is literally to just like travel across Ontario and talk to high school students. I talk to them, I give presentations, I do a lot of public speaking, um, and I talk to them about their opportunities within York University or just in general university. Um, So I love it, I love what I do. (laughs) It's a lot of talking, it's a lot of presentations, uh, but I do love it. And I think over time I've learned to love public speaking and what it can really do for your life and other people's lives. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of instances where there's a presentation that we do with York and there's a presentation that I kind of put together and I talk about it all the time with students. And I've had a lot of students come up and just say like, you are the reason why I believe that I can go to university and succeed. Right. And I think like those, like it gives me chills it's still. Powerful. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I love just being able to be somebody who can influence other people and to like make them feel like they're heard and that their voice is being heard and that they feel like they can do whatever they want yeah absolutely um, and like reach their fullest potentials right so especially at that age you never really know what you want to do or what you want to be or how to express that so that's massive yeah absolutely too like even you have some of the students where i've had lots of students come up and they say look i don't have a lot of friends I'm not the smartest person in my class. There's nothing special about me. But hearing you talk about how university is for everybody and just whatever I would talk about, it really makes me feel like I am a person. Like I am an individual. And it's just so... there's There's no greater feeling than knowing that you have influenced somebody. It doesn't have to come just from like being like on stage and having a microphone and doing a full on presentation. Like it comes from even everyday interactions. And that's really what Soapbox Moments is. It's this platform to empower yourself in order to empower other people. Yeah, and making it a little bit more personal also. Like even for myself, when I was young, we always got forced to do public speaking. Oh yeah, oh grade eight, grade seven and eight, you do those speeches. Oh my God, I think I did like 
McDonald's and then Cuba. Like I spoke Spanish in one of them. Like <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even speak Spanish. So. I was say, what? No, I memorized it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think I did. I can't remember all the ones I did. I think I did like pet peeves. I did Terry nice. Fox because that's something that's super close to me, and my family. Mm. But then when I grew older, yep. it's kind of like that curve of you're confident because you're young. You don't know anything. Mm. Like you really don't know your fears or what's going to stop you in the world. Right. So I was great in public speaking. And then I got to high school and it plummeted. I was really? like, no, I hated it. Doing presentations freaked me the hell out. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly because I had a lot of troubles in school. Mm. I wasn't like the smartest person, but I think it's cult- also, I did a podcast about it, but it's how I was being teached. It was how people were communicating mm. to me and I struggled in high school. And then when I went to college, I succeeded. So I got that confidence wow. back up. So I think it totally depends on the vibe that you're in and the influence that you have and the people that are around you. So. Absolutely. And we all have different languages, right? Like yeah, we all exactly. have different ways of learning and receiving information. <clears throat> and I think, yeah, we definitely have our strengths and our weaknesses. And the fact that I think it's so interesting that you excelled in college, but then in high school you were struggling. Yeah. And I also think that also comes with your adolescent years, right? Oh, for like sure. you're, you're learning who you are and the friend exactly. group that you're in and you're highly influenced by your surroundings. And, and then you have teachers who necessarily maybe some don't care right. or some care too much or maybe just focus on certain individuals who are smarter or who are more special that people exactly. always think or whatever. Yeah. Already had that bond. Yep. Yeah. No, totally. Mm-hmm. So I guess this brings me to my question on what made you become a public speaking coach? So I know you do a lot of public speaking for York, but what about Soapbox Moments? What made you start that? Yeah, so I think there was just through my experience with public speaking, just doing so much of it. And I've met a lot of other people who public speak with my job as a student recruitment officer. Yeah. You don't realize how big of a skill public speaking is and how much it affects your every single day life. Yeah. A lot of people think of public speaking as a talent, but it's not. It's a skill. Like it's yeah. something that you learn, that you practice, that that you become better at through time. Yeah. And I think with our more modern age and where we are now, I think public speaking has become less and less important. And yeah. I think people have missed the idea and the importance of what public speaking is because we're such a media age we're always on our phones we're doing everything through tech like we we've now disconnected ourselves from human beings through technology and through social media and i think bringing it back a lot of people think public speaking is so traditional like i said a microphone and a stage yeah but it's not like it's not always so formal it's the way that you interact with your coworkers. it's the yeah. way you stand up to your boss if you feel like you're being mistreated it's the way exactly. you interact with your friends and your family and how you voice your opinions and i think that is so important so yes public speaking is about maybe doing presentations or doing a speech, but it's also the everyday interactions that you have with yourself, with other people, with your coworkers. It, it affects your every single day life. And I Absolutely, think- Absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think just like creating, even people said like, you are such a great public speaker, how did you get this way? And yeah, there's a, there's a whole story about my upbringing, but at the end of the day, there isn't anyone that can actually help people influence you being a better public speaker. Yeah. And you look at a lot of traditional public speakers, um, most of them uh, traditional public speaking coaches, sorry, and they teach you how to pace. They teach you how to take your three second pauses in between your ideas or whatever. Get your cue cards out. Yeah, get your cue cards out. How to do this. Like it's just very, like you said before, it's very robotic. Yeah. 
And that's not who I am. Like the way that you talk and the way that you move on stage or in front of people or whatever, that comes through your um, deep level of introspection of yourself. And it comes from being confident and comfortable in your skin. That's how you will be a better public speaker and how you will flow naturally on stage. And I think combining that traditional, maybe public speaking aspect with the things that I've learned and the more modern ways to think about public speaking and also just the way that we think about ourselves bringing those two together and combining them can really make people more powerful as public speakers for sure and it's personally and professionally like every single day i know that even from me practicing and trying to get more comfortable with public speaking throughout my younger teen years and then now in my 20s but ever since i got into that point where i am comfortable and confident took me to that next level and even professionally i public speak every single day specifically because i have my team i have to influence them i have to motivate them I force them to do presentations even in front of me or on the phone. I'll mm-hmm. be like, tell me your idea about this. And I'll just spring it upon them. They'll be like, what the hell? I'll yeah, answer I'm not it. ready. <laughs> answer it. So it's just, it's things like that because especially as an HR professional, which is what I'm trying to get them to get to the next level of mm-hmm. is you never know what kind of situation is going to happen. You never know when that person is going to come in t- inside your office and be acting maybe a little bit chaotic, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit upset. You never know what's going to happen yeah. in an everyday life. Like you don't have to be an HR professional to understand that like you never know the situation that you're going to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then even in yoga, like I always talk about it on the podcast about how I do yoga Mm -hmm. but in yoga they teach you how to breathe through difficult situations right so there's specific poses that i hate doing Mm -hmm. and they'll look at me being like we are doing these poses so that you can practice how to breathe when you're upset or practice or upside down (laughs) and that's the whole point of it is that when you're in a bad situation you know how to deal with it right and it's the same way with public speaking and learning how to communicate better is that When you are in a difficult situation or you get put on the spot or you're asking for a raise, you have the voice and you kind of have the confidence to speak up or say whatever you want to say. So I totally agree with exactly what your mission is and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, I think it's super important. Thank you. And and really like what, even just what you're saying right now, like it's about knowing your worth. And I think when you know your worth and know yourself, you become so much more confident in speaking up. You become so much more confident in sharing your opinions, in connecting with other people through contributing your ideas. And it really starts with yourself when you become a better public speaker or if you want to be become, uh, become a better public speaker. I agree. Yeah. Like 110%. Yep. And if you're not there yet, then just take the steps of working on yourself and um, self-love and it will get there for sure. Absolutely. So what is your experience with um, soapbox moments and your clients? Like what has been your experience so far? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually started, oh my God, when? Mid-August. So this year. So I've only been at this for four months. So yeah. it's been exciting. It's been exciting. <laughs> it's been really cool. Um, within four months, I have managed to put together a workshop And I presented that to Sheridan College and their student union. So it was called Speaker to Leader. And it was about encouraging and inspiring the students who are within Sheridan College Mm -hmm. to understand that their leadership skills they have give them the ability to be great public speakers as well. And and how important their voice is as the leaders and... I don't want to say the icon, that's a wrong word, but the leaders of the school, right? Yeah. The face of the school, that they have so much influence and so much power to create positive 
um, influence yeah. in their school, in their community, in their lives. Um, so that was a really, that was awesome. That was my first workshop. I had to put it all together and yeah, it was really fun. Um, the other one I did was I was an opening keynote speaker for a conference. So I was a motivational speaker. I loved it. It was really cool. It was really long. It was like 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, I talked about you, with you before about the challenges of it, right? About yeah. like trying to create it, write it, practice it. Like yeah. it, it was a lot. Um, and I've already had my first client. So That's I've had exciting. somebody, yeah, I've had somebody come in. And she started her own like kind of side, not business, but more like volunteer support. She yep. knits blankets, which is like incredible for um, the homeless community in Toronto. Amazing. Yeah. So she's incredible. And it's just, she wanted to become more confident, like, and comfortable talking about herself yeah. and talking about the importance of what she does. Because a lot of people want to know her story, right? And yeah. she has a lot of, um, I don't even know the word, but she's just so humble. Yeah. And she doesn't want to sit there and talk about herself and why she started because she's doing this for a reason. Yeah. And it's for a reason bigger than herself. So she wants to understand her worth and her value and be able to actually advocate for herself. So yeah. that's been really awesome. So doing these services has been great. Um, I've basically been, uh, been able to provide my services that I offer. So I offer workshops for corporate and for students. Um, I offer motivational speaking that I do myself. Uh, then I also offer two different packages of actually training people and, and having those one-on-one -on -one clients because a lot of times like you can become a better public speaker but you and I like one-on-one -on -one, we can talk right now and I can help you help guide you to becoming a more confident public speaker mm -hmm. um without the pressure of being in like a massive workshop with for other sure. people right that's a lot of pressure or for like some forcing someone to say like a memorized paragraph in front of someone because yep. that's not what it's about no at all and even like I always talk about being an authority and practicing of being an authority also means like, just like you were saying with your one-on-one -on -one clients, it's not that you're talking about yourself. It's that you're selling yourself because mm. when you're talking to clients or you're talking to someone, you're like, when you're in sales, for example, mm -hmm. and you're selling a product, you're not selling the product. You're selling yourself mm. talking about the product. Yep. And if you don't love and breathe and die for it, then you're not in the right position and you're not selling the right thing. Right. So it's the same thing with public speaking. And if you don't believe in yourself and believe as you as an authority, then you're not going to be able to sell yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's crazy and it's super important. So a lot of people think of it as uh, expressing... What's the word? I'm trying to think of it. I know. I'm losing my words today. <laughs> like, why? I'm supposed to be a public speaking coach and I'm losing my words. Like, yeah. But it's basically just showing off, I guess, is another word for it. But it's not. It's like showing that you are authority in the, the space that you're in. And it's okay. There's so many other people in the authority, as an authority. If you're not going to be that person, someone else is. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like you made a comment about, yeah, you believe in yourself, but you also believe in your product and your service or what you're providing, right? Yeah. And when you're... It doesn't matter what, if, if you're a student in college or university and you have a project, like you have that topic for a reason, right? If you are a new coach or a new entrepreneur and you have a service or a product, you're doing that for a reason. Yeah. If you are a new teacher and you want to learn how to command the stage, you're doing that for a reason, right? If you are yeah. someone who's aspiring to be a motivational speaker, you're doing that for a reason. There's, there's always an underlying reason as to why you're doing something mm -hmm. and understanding that understanding the purpose of what you're doing the purpose of your actions is really powerful and that's what's going to help you become more fluid with your with your emotions become more fluid with what you're saying and and your purpose of what you're doing and why you're doing it yeah absolutely yeah. yep was there ever a time where you didn't feel as confident mm -hmm. when public speaking i know that i kind of talked about that i didn't really excel in my middle 
aged years of schooling, but was there ever a time for you where you were at that place and you didn't feel as confident? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, PTSD. It's, yeah, PTSD. <laughs> you're putting me through some real shit right now. Oh, can I swear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, in high school, there wasn't a lot of public speaking, but mind you, I always thought of public speaking so formally. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I had a lot of stuff that I did. A lot of, I'm going to swear again. <laughs> um, a lot of leadership roles that I did. Um, a lot of public speaking events that I did where I didn't really think of it as public speaking. Yes. Um, growing up, I had a very distorted image of myself um I grew up with yeah just this very negative reflection of the way I looked uh, my friends like to always say that I had body dysmorphia where I literally would just put myself in a hole of just self-hatred I just did not like the way I looked and it affected everything I did totally I couldn't like be around my friends sometimes I'd make excuses like I, I didn't realize what I didn't realize what mental health was until way later in my life. Um, I say this when I'm 25, but still, like, <laughs> way later, <laughs> way later when I'm so mature and old. Um, but it's true. Like I didn't really understand what anxiety was, what depression was, and um, we didn't really talk about it. To be no. to be fair, like it was not a topic of discussion until very recently. Yes, very recently, and just. Yeah, it was almost like, oh, well, you're depressed. Then something's seriously, seriously wrong with you. And in grade 12, I went through like a mild depression, which I didn't know what it was. I just thought that I hated everyone and everything and I wanted to be by myself. (laughs) I didn't know and I wanted to be in a dark room all the time. Um, And I didn't realize that, like, you knew me in high school. Like, I was really outgoing, really loud. Even now, like, you're turning down the microphone for me. Like, I'm, (laughs) I'm really loud. Like, I'm really outgoing. Um, but I suffered from social anxiety because I, I didn't love the way I looked and I felt like that was just the worst thing in the world. Right. You know, like I was yeah. always picking myself apart and what I looked like and, and my confidence was really shot. And I think going into university, I was still extremely involved, had lots of friends. I, I did a lot of things. Um, and it wasn't, oh my God, this sounds so lame, but it wasn't until I actually got with my current boyfriend and wow, like you really need to lo- love yourself in order for somebody else to love you. Totally. And it was, it was incredible that, that journey, that first year, I think, of our relationship where I took a massive, deep level of introspection of who I am and, and what I'm worth. And it wasn't until I really did that and I really came to terms with the fact that, wow, like I, I think I hate myself. Like I think I actually like don't like the way I look and it's affected everything. I, re- I need to change that. Right. And it wasn't until I started becoming more confident in myself that I became more clear about my intentions and more clear about who I am. So have I struggled with confidence in speaking? Yeah, because I think I struggle with confidence in general. And I think we don't necessarily put two and two together. We think of public speaking, we almost detach ourselves from what public speaking is. Like it's almost like this different form of ourselves when we go on on stage. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's not. It's It's just literally who you are. You're exactly. having a conversation with your audience members. Like that's all it really is. It's just a conversation. For sure. Um, a little more pressure. Yeah, you're on stage, <laughs> you have a microphone, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've definitely struggled with, with that confidence. And I think I think someone's lying if they say they haven't, right? Like oh, everybody sure. has struggled with their confidence. I think so too. Yeah. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the things that got you to that point other than changing who you're surrounding yourself with? What is something that made you to become that next level of being confident. Yeah. 
Oh man, it was, it like I said, like it was just a lot of, a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And with public speaking, it was a lot of just throwing myself in the cage and just, yep. and just doing it. Right. Yes. Like, and I think even being on, there were times when I was like on a literal stage. Like, it, like, <laughs> like I'm like at like the Metrotronic Convention Center and I have like a thousand people looking at me every hour on the hour, like yeah. just rotating in. I was doing seven presentations a day, five to seven. So it was a lot. And I think it was, you become so much more comfortable in your movements, in yeah. your body language, in, in who you are when, when you're forced to do these things. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people like... They try to practice at home or practice by themselves. You, you can't you can't excel without actually just you're never going to be ready. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. You're For never sure. gonna be ready. You just need to like throw yourself in there yeah. and do it. No, so I, agree. I I think just like, yeah, just being more comfortable with doing everything and 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 getting myself more into public speaking or taking on more of those roles. And understanding, I think, a little bit more about what public speaking was and yeah, I, I was I was a leader in my community, but there was a lot of times when I did do public speaking and I did influence a lot of people and I didn't realize really what I was doing and how powerful my voice was at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even like me starting this podcast, I was literally in a training room and I was training people. Mm. And before I went into that training um, group, it, to give you just a little bit of background, it was a bunch of elder men. Mm. Um, they're in the construction industry. They hate training. They do it once a year. They dread it. They just want to go on site and do what they do. Oh, they hate you then. They hate you. <laughs> so they were like, good luck. Like, have a good day. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to hate you. And I actually had the group wanting to stay more. They stayed an hour later nice. than the training, asking me questions, like getting involved, like coming up, thanking me. One of them went out and grabbed me a coffee. Like it was crazy. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, wait, wait. People just warned me that this group was going to be like the worst day of my life. But it influenced me and told me that I have a voice and people are listening to me. And they were like, no, you just made it so personal. Like you were actually talking to us. You weren't training us. You weren't telling us what to do. Mm. You were having a conversation with all of us, even though there was 30 people in the room. I love that. So it's just, that's what made me want to start the podcast and speak to people because knowing that you have a voice is super powerful. Yeah. And I think... There's something about the podcast too, like you don't always get that opportunity to train people one-on-one, right? And in person. So the podcast is such a great way to use your voice to influence other people. And I think what you're saying on the podcast and your episodes and really tailoring it to women, women in the workplace more specifically, I think is so, it's needed. Yeah. I think it is, it is needed. I see a lot of, what is it? Like just timid women who we are sometimes dominated by the male presence in the room and we don't understand our value and our worth at times and it is almost 2020 i know like it's totally true it's ridiculous when i started my job now like they are so supportive of me it's Mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous but when i first started there it's a bunch of owners they're all male and i was like oh gosh like it's gonna take me so much work to get to where i want to be in this position and then in this company at all. And that's a shitty thought. Yeah. And I, that's the, how I felt when I first started, I was starting off as an unpaid intern, mm. like low, low, low. I thought I was going to be getting coffee and it's totally what you involve yourself in. They empowered me so much that I was able to grow so quickly with them. 
I mean, I started off as an unpaid intern and now I'm one of the directors of the company and they are the ones that gave me all that power and influence because they actually sat down and listened to me. Yeah. So it's, it's changing your perspective and knowing that people are going to listen when you speak. Yep. You just got to make sure that when you're speaking, you actually are saying what you want to say right. and not covering it up with being, I mean, not being able to express yourself the way that you portray it or covering it up with maybe too much emotion yeah, um, and stuff like that. So, And you were confident in your abilities, right? Yeah. Like going in. And I think that's what really helped you. Like when you are confident in yourself and your abilities, yeah. when you walk into a room, you don't see the disadvantages that you might have with all the men in the room, right? You yeah. think of, this is an awesome opportunity for me to use my voice in order to bring a different perspective into the room, exactly. right? And that's really, yeah, that's really empowering. Especially millennials. Like we are thinking differently, mm-hmm. like especially all the millennials going into the workplace. We we have a different train of thought, and that is so powerful. Yeah, very powerful. A lot of people don't realize it until they're actually in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they t- they teach you in college, but it's the baby boomers teaching you. Like you you have to think in a different way because. In reality, technology is happening quickly, and mm-hmm. if you don't include yourself in that, and I guess. Um, again, the word, but express yourself with technology and using it to your advantage rather than a threat, Yep. then you're going to succeed. And millennials have a massive voice. We just got to make sure that we're ready for it. Yeah. And that's kind of like that, the millennial kind of age range is what I really target for soapbox moments. Yeah. And I think we need, in order to be successful and to be moving forward with society, we need to have all perspectives involved. Right? It's not just the millennials or it's not just the boomers. It's not just the older generations. Like, it's everybody. And we need to have everybody's influence and understand that just because somebody's older than you does not mean that they know more than you does not mean exactly they just bring a different level of perspective to the table and and we can learn something from them and they can also learn something from us and and it's the fact like soapbox moments is trying to help people understand that wherever you are your voice matters like you should not be silencing yourself for whatever reason like your voice is so powerful in every single room not just rooms that you think even if you're going to christmas dinner at your family's Mm -hmm. like every single time everyone's posting memes about i'm terrified about my family asking me questions but whatever's happening in your life just own it and be proud of it it doesn't matter whether you're not where you are you you want to be mm-hmm. just own where you are and that will help you get to where you actually want to be yeah and yeah. i just i literally just did a story on my instagram the other day talking about the holidays yeah. and how sometimes it's so damn stressful for people because yes. you're one person with your friends and and that's just how we are right we're one person with our friends one person with family one person with our workplace um this is just just a different le- uh, different level of faces that we have totally fine yeah but it's the matter of when you, some people, when they go home for the holidays, they allow themselves to be disrespected or they allow yeah. these other beliefs or these comments to be told. And when you're not putting your opinion in, like you're doing a disservice, yeah. right? Like your opinion matters and what you think matters and, and learning from other people, like people can learn from you and you can learn from other people. So I yeah. think healthy conversations are really important. And really when I tell people like, don't silence yourself. It's not a matter of just blurting out whatever you said, right? Yes, like it, yes. it's a matter of having those those healthy, engaging conversations where you can learn from other people and they can learn from you, and just knowing that your voice matters. And it's, even at the dinner table with your family, like it exactly. matters on all levels. Yeah, no, yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, well, they always say that practice makes perfect, but what would you recommend to the listeners the most effective way when practicing your presentations? 
or even just a conversation that you're not looking forward to. <laughs> right. That's like, that's big. I mean, if we were to speak, like, let's say, for example, in the workplace, let's say whoever you're, whoever's listening right now, maybe you have a job where you need to do a presentation, right? Or, and you need to have slides and you need to do whatever. Yeah. Um, what I think is really beneficial is everyone tries to memorize their, their shit, right? Like yes. you always try to memorize it. Stop doing that. Like <laughs> stop it. Like yeah. just stop. Um, because you're not helping yourself. You're going to overthink 100% of the time. You're overthinking yes. everything. If you mess up, if you forget a sentence, a word, you're, you're screwed. Your entire <laughs> presentation is a shit show after. Yeah. Like it's so true. Yeah. Um, what I like to do, especially with presentations is I take like most of the time I visual aids cause I just think it's so helpful. Yeah. Um, I go through each slide individually. So like, let's say for example, you have a, like your intro slide or whatever. I just like look at the slide and then I'll look at like my freaking window or something. Yeah. And then I'll just like talk about whatever I want to yeah. talk about. I have my key points, like my jot notes, but what I want to kind of target in this, yeah. this slide, this area, whatever. And I chunk it. I hate, I know people hate that word, but I chunk it up. Right. Yeah. I, so I, I don't practice it all like, like start to finish at the first time. Like I chunk it up. Like I, I get my intro and my conclusion like down. Like that's the most important thing. Yeah. But then when it comes to actually like ugh, figuring out what you're going to say, like I write out jot notes for each slide or each whatever mm-hmm. and I chunk it up. So I, let's say my first slide is about your plant over there. Like I will just literally stare at his face and I will just start talking about everything about that plant and everything about like what it does with, with your room and the aesthetics yeah. and whatever. And then I leave it. And then I go and make sure that the notes that I hit was everything that I wanted to hit. Yeah. If I didn't hit the one note, I'd restart. Exactly. Um, so really chunking it up, I think, is really beneficial for you because, A, you're not memorizing words. And that's what's, like, that's what gets people. Like, yeah. they think, like, they need to, like, write down, or the worst, oh, my God, the worst is when you're, like, if you're in school or at the workplace and somebody has, like, slides and they are reading. Oh, yes. <sighs> Yes, they're reading from the slides. Their back is towards oh, you. You can barely hear them. It is so <laughs> bad. Like, I know. Like, shout out to all the people that do that because... Like, if I uh, wanted to read the PowerPoint, you could have just sent it to me via email. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I could have been at home for this. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. And it's just so, like, you need to know how to structure your, your PowerPoints effectively yeah. in terms of what's going to still be engaging but not giving as much information or giving too much information, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my biggest thing is that I really chunk it up. A lot of times, if it's just gaining the confidence to just talk to somebody or trying to figure out your words a lot of times like even me like I have trouble just trying to formulate my words um I find it really helpful to either like audio or visually record myself I do the same thing yeah all the time and with you we were just talking about this before we even aired or whatever it is like I don't necessarily love listening to myself back like I don't really like it like um I don't know it's just not something that I've always felt like fully comfortable with right um But it's so helpful that you can hear yourself back and understand when you're talking what's important and what's not important when you're speaking, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and being more comfortable with your voice and your tone really, really helps when you're in conversation with somebody else and becoming more comfortable talking to them, right? Yeah, Yeah, and then you're not worrying too much about if you're talking too fast or if you're slurring your words or whatever the case may be, you're just comfortable everything about yourself yeah and it's just it honestly comes down to within my coaching the first like the first session is literally just about like it's just self-reflection like it's about like 
yeah, I always say, I always say you do not fear public speaking. Okay. Like if anyone's listening right now, yeah. <laughs> you do not fear public speaking. Yeah. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Like you really don't. What you fear is the judgment from other people. Absolutely. What you fear is failure. What yeah. you fear are other things that are, they're also consequences, right? They're consequences from public speaking. Yeah. The actual physical act of you public speaking is not what you fear. It's the other things. Mm-hmm. You inflate these consequences because you're so worried about what other people are going to think of you. You're so worried about messing up. You're so worried about embarrassing yourself. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you, you think about that. That's, that's problems with yourself. That's not problems with public speaking. Right? No, I totally agree. Yeah. What would you say are other things that would help people practice other than speaking out loud and hearing their tone or saying it back or whatever the case may be? Is there anything that you do before a presentation that preps you up listening to your favorite song on the way to do the presentation? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you do that gets you motivated to do that? Yeah, I actually talked about this in my workshop. I... Holy, I do like, (laughs) before anything, you need, I do like a, what do I say this? How do I say this? It's like a positivity practice almost. If I wake up and I'm in a terrible mood, my day will be terrible, right? Like I need to wake up and know that like today's going to be an awesome day and I'm going to kill it today. And it's, and it's sometimes, yeah, it's mindset. And sometimes like people will hear the word mindset or they'll hear something like affirmation. And they roll their eyes. Oh, they roll their <laughs> eyes. And it's like, yeah, I was one of those people that rolled their eyes yeah. too. But at the end of the day, like it's literally your own, like no one else is in your mind but yourself. Like yeah. nobody else is, is making those decisions for you except for yourself. Like you hold so much power and if you choose, you choose the life that you want to live. And so my days, like if I were to like to do a presentation let's say I wake up I make green tea because that is my thing um I listen sometimes I listen to a podcast but a lot of times I don't because it's very like it's very zen or I get very like in my field um yeah I listen to a lot of music sometimes I'll go for a drive yeah like depending on what time the session is like I'll go for a drive I love it we were just talking about that before too yeah we get like the most work done in the car like um I honestly practice positivity and a lot of people like write in their journals and I think that's definitely very beneficial. That's not for me mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time. Um, I, I'll call my mom. Yeah. Um, I'll call her and talk to her or my sister. Love her. Yeah. Um, or I'll talk to my boyfriend. Like it's just, yeah. I engage in things that I know will make me happy. Yeah. And that I know will, will make me feel better. Especially when I actually have like full on like presentation with people. I'll actually get there a little bit earlier and I'll go into the room and I'll talk to them before. So I'll talk yeah. to my audience members. I'll actually engage. It's really cool when I have like a microphone attached to me and I'm going around and I'm talking to people and they're like, okay, and now we're bringing up like Larissa Parrick and I just like, okay, you know, we'll talk after and I run up on stage. Like yeah. it's really cool to have those levels of connection with people because yeah, making it personal you're making it personal and yeah. like we were saying before like it's a conversation that you're having with your audience and when you kind of sometimes people think of themselves when they're public speaking that they're this like authority yeah better than better than yeah. exactly and i that is not the way that you should be thinking it's, yeah you are there for a reason you're there to educate to inspire to motivate to whatever it is that you are doing it in whether it's in the workplace with your um with the people in your class whatever it yeah. is like you're there for a reason and for you to put yourself above somebody else is is going to what's that word like 
hit you back yeah. in the wrong way. I mean, <laughs> before becoming an expert in whatever you're talking about, you were in that position. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to make people feel that way at all. So yeah. I think that's important too, because everyone starts from the bottom and you become an expert from learning and that's where they're at. So yeah. if you think of it that way, then you want to inspire and make them have the guts to do exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people like when you're like preparing or you're doing whatever, like I always tell people the three E's engage oh my god what is it engage entertain and enlighten yeah those are like my key starting points for everything like like engage you want to be engaging with your audience you want to make them feel like you are having that conversation that you are connecting with them you want to make them feel like they're the only person in the room when you're talking right um when you're entertaining i don't mean like cracking jokes like (laughs) i mean like you are speaking in a way where it keeps their attention and that they want to keep learning from you or something as visual aids or whatever it is to keep them um, entertained, to keep them with you. Um, And then enlighten, right? Like you want to help people understand why they're there. Like you are on stage or you're in front of your coworkers or you're in front of your class for a reason, right? Whether you're forced there to be there or not, like (laughs) you started that, you got to that job for a reason. Like you took that class for a reason. Like there's always a reason as to why you're doing something. So being able to enlighten, enlighten is synonymous with educate and inspiring, right? Like you're there for a reason and understanding those three E's, like engage, uh, enlighten, and oh my God, engage, entertain, and enlighten those three are really going to help you kind of just like get you started, get you started and understand why you're doing this. Yeah. And it helps you guide the conversation because some people, they have a hard time starting conversations or starting that difficult conversation Mm -hmm. or a presentation because they don't know what to say. Like they know the content, they're an expert in the industry. They know exactly why they're there, but sometimes it's that, how do I guide the conversation? How do I make sure that there are takeaways? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think those are great. Yeah. I haven't heard of those before, but yeah. I think in a way we have. Yeah. Like when we actually think about it, like, of course it makes so much sense. Yeah. It's just putting like fancy words attached to it. Yeah. It's like Literally. stuff that you already know and stuff that like this stuff that can really resonate with you, but yeah. it's just a matter of really laying it down. I actually had one of my clients and we, we wrote out like those three E's and just kind of being like, look, like how do you want to do this? How do you want to engage them? How, what are you, what's the purpose of why you're there? You really want to ask yourself like, like I am here, but what can people learn from me today? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The takeaways from it. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about this earlier and we talked about the fear, what they're actually scared of. Mm. And we slightly talked about it, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. What are some of the ways that you have coped with being okay with making mistakes? Because a lot of people are just afraid of being acted or felt like being a fool with whatever they're talking about, or maybe they say the wrong words or whatever. And I mean, I make mistakes all the time and I just laugh at myself because you might as well, because who else is going to control what you're saying and what you're doing other than yourself? Yeah. But what are some of the ways that you've coped with being okay with making mistakes? Because we all do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times I have essentially made a fool of myself while (laughs) presenting so many times. And I think like, it's just natural that like we do, oh my God, there was this one time and I was presenting and they had like an abnormally long cord for the microphone and I was in heels, which I don't do often just for work. (laughs) Um, and I was talking and I guess while I was like walking, the cord wrapped around my boot and I like oh, fully tripped no. over myself. Yeah, that's a real story. Um, and it was, oh my God, I'm just thinking about it now. It was really embarrassing. But then like, yeah. 
what else can you do? Am I going to like run off stage and just yeah. forget everything? Like I just kind of made a joke. I was like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have worn heels today. <laughs> and everyone was in stitches. And then I go back to what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's just a matter of knowing that like no one, this sounds awful, but I mean it with the most love and respect as possible. <laughs> no one really cares about you that much. Yeah. More than what you think. Totally. Right? Like we are not, your audience is not sitting there and being like, Ooh, I'm so excited for her to mess up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we're, everyone's there to learn something from you. They're there listen. for a reason too. They're there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't care if you need to take a sip of water because you're choking on your words. Like yeah. we don't care if you, if you trip or you just say whatever, or you're like, oh, what was that next point? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Like no one's going to overthink it the way that you do. And it's because we know what we're supposed to say, yeah. right? We know what we're supposed to say. We know what we're supposed to be doing in the flow of our presentation or speech or whatever it is. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on in your head. Exactly. They have no idea what's supposed to be next. Like, so whatever you maybe miss, oh my God, there was one time I was speaking in front of, what was it? Like five, 600 people. And I missed like an entire slide and I get off and I, and I realized I did it like halfway right. through. I get off and I'm like, oh, like I missed an entire slide. Like that's so... Not even embarrassing, but just, well, it was embarrassing for my coworkers who knew the slides. Right. Um, and they're like, but nobody cares. Right. Like, nobody knows. Like, yeah. it what it went fine. Like, nobody knows that you missed a slide. And I was yeah. like, oh, you're right. Like, we inflate these consequences, but they're not actually as bad as you may think. Like, yeah, yeah if you, like, physically trip, like I do, uh, which sucks, but whatever. Um, <laughs> or if you, you mess up on a word or you stutter a little bit, like your audience isn't just waiting for you to mess up, yeah. right? They're not waiting for you to make a fool of yourself. Um, and if you do, like, if you do, sorry, it just means that you're human. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, it kind of makes, it's funny because, like, it kind of makes it a little bit more relatable. Like, when they see that you're not just, like, this robot speaking about all these, like, big words and whatever you're yeah. talking about, like, they see that you're an actual human and that, like, yeah, you love what you're talking about, you know what you're talking about, but, yeah, whatever, like, we make mistakes. Exactly. They can relate more to you when you do yeah. make mistakes. Absolutely. I get really self-conscious too, like in terms of like making mistakes because I was talking about it with you before that I actually have like chronic vocal fatigue. So mm -hmm. um, essentially what that means is that I have really sensitive vocal cords. Like I can't, like while you are speaking in this podcast, I'm actually taking like sips of water. Like I'm trying to hydrate my voice as much as possible because um, I have tissue damage in my vocal cords. So it makes it really hard for me to have longer conversations and makes it hard for me to speak all the time. So yeah, I don't know why I started my own soapbox moment, public speaking <laughs> business, but sure. Um, but yeah, so I get really self-conscious and well, I used to get really embarrassed about when I would have to like take sips of water because right. I was losing my voice or um, I would get dry mouth because my vocal cords are starting to dry up, which makes my whole mouth dry, uh, dry up. So yeah. it makes me stutter over my words a little bit and I have to be really conscious about what I'm saying because if I'm saying a lot of fluff words, I'm using up my voice and I'm using up that time that I have with my vocal cords. So, yeah. um, I really have to think about it a lot, but it came to a point when like, I didn't care. Like it's just doing it so much and practicing it so much. Like you just become more in tune with yourself and understanding that like, if you make a, a mistake, like nobody cares except for you and you're the only person that can inflict those consequences. Like yeah. I'm sure you've probably like done something like maybe you've tripped over your feet in the mall or something and you totally. and you haven't even thought twice about it yeah. you know but like you don't know what other people saw or what they're thinking like you just have no idea it's your own perception of yourself so like if you make a mistake like just don't overthink it like yeah. that's like the biggest advice like don't take yourself too seriously totally. you, know? you know your shit it's yeah it's just a matter of being confident enough to realize it and i think it's super important yeah absolutely yeah. 
Well, that was a great way to end the podcast nice. off. I think it was, honestly, I think it's so relevant for a lot of people in the workplace or even in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just necessarily in the workplace. It's so much more than that. It's so much more. Yeah. But thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. It was awesome to have you on. Absolutely. <laughs> and shout out to Natalie. Like, this is so cool. You should see her set up in her office. <laughs> it is so cool. And I love that you are able to connect with women who might be struggling with knowing who they are in the workplace, yeah, right? And t- touching on a lot of different subjects, right? Like you talk about like one of them with Jillian was imposter syndrome. Like, and yeah. then you're talking about like something like public speaking and how it's not just like your formal presentations. It's also how you represent yourself and how yeah. you are staying true to yourself through your words and through your voice and through how you speak up for yourself. Exactly. Um, and incorporating these different levels of, of, the workplace and what that kind of looks like looks like sorry i think is really important so yeah. well, uh, thank you, thank you. Awesome. i think it's awesome if yeah, you would awesome. like to communicate yeah. or get in touch with larissa then you can follow her on instagram at soapbox moments spelled s-o-a-p box moments guys thank you so much for listening to this episode if you like it be sure to screenshot it share it in your story and tag soapbox moments as well as of course leader in red podcast we would love to hear whenever you are listening to the episode guys thanks again so much and i'll catch you in the next one